0: The Los Angeles Rams move half a game closer to the lead for the NFC West divisional title. A game rescheduled to Tuesday evening and some players, Jalen Ramsey, coming back off the COVID list. We're going to discuss it all on this episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it's your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendias. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at the Locked On Rams pod every single day. We've got a lot to discuss in this episode. And before we dive into anything, typically Monday would be a victory or Lost Monday, a game recap episode. But for those that don't know, if you haven't seen, the Rams were supposed to play on Sunday afternoon. That game actually got moved to Tuesday evening. So another primetime game for the Rams here, and this was obviously because of the whole COVID situation. So the Rams actually haven't played yet. This is not a victory or lost Monday type of episode. It's going to be another pregame episode. But there's a lot to discuss. There's so many transactional moves here for the Rams. They've signed guys to the practice squad. Elevated guys from the practice squad to the roster, placed more guys on the COVID list, taking guys off the COVID list. And mind you, this is a situation that is fluid. So as of this episode, these are just the transactions that have come down to this point. I'm sure over the next 24 hours or by the time you guys even listen to this episode, more has changed probably again. So it's weird. I mean, there's players coming on the list, going off the list. Every single moment, it feels like something is changing significantly for both teams, the Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. But there's also some other good news, and we're going to dive into this in just a second here. But the Arizona Cardinals get blasted, I mean, embarrassed by the Detroit Lions. They lose the game 30-12, to and shout out to Jared Goff, an old friend. That means the Rams are half a game closer to the Cardinals. Of course, they're on the now two-game losing streak. They lose to the Rams on Monday night. They lose to this Detroit Lions team that only had one win. The Rams are half a game closer to that NFC West title. If they can win this week, they'll be tied. In record, again, the Cardinals will still hold that division lead, but it'll come down to it. So we'll dive into that in just a second. I want to dive into some of these first transactional moves Rams here. I mean, you look at the practice squad. They signed a bunch of players. We'll rip through them really quickly. Defensive back Delrick Abrams, tackle Adrian Ely, center Drake Jackson, tight end Kyle Markway, and Austin Ryder, the center that we kind of talked about throughout the offseason as a guy that. Maybe he's a guy that makes sense to replace Austin Blythe as a starting center, which is funny because Austin Blythe leaves the Rams, goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, and now Austin Ryder goes from the Kansas City Chiefs. He was signed with another team. I think it might have been the Dolphins this season, and now goes to the Rams. So they basically traded centers. And of course, a lot of these moves here are just depth moves. I mean, the Rams are losing players left, right, and center. They're going to need to be able to field a 53 man roster or 45 man roster after inactives. And right now, I'm sure they don't really know you know, who's going to be able to go, who's not. So they're trying to kind of play that game of musical chairs, it feels like. You're trying to find a team that you can actually field and to make sure that you have enough depth at every position in the event of an injury. So moving on from that, there's been some bring-ups, some call-ups, some call-downs, some people placed on the COVID list, as we mentioned. Guys that were activated from the practice squad, linebacker Anthony Hines third, wide receiver Brandon Powell, and then guys that were brought off the COVID list, and this is a – Pretty significant bit of news here. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., defensive back, or we'll call him cornerback, Dante Dion, running back Daryl Henderson Jr., linebacker Justin Hollins, tight end Bryson Hopkins, tackle Alaric Jackson, and cornerback Jalen Ramsey. This is huge. I mean, you talk about some really, really good football players. Of course, the Rams, they need these guys. Jalen Ramsey, this is their best corner, one of their best defenders. He's going to be used in this game, I'm sure, a lot against a guy like DK Metcalf maybe even a handful of snaps against someone like Tyler Lockett, who's on the COVID list in his own right right now. So maybe he won't play. Maybe he will. We'll find out in the next day or two. But as of right now, it's big news to get a guy of Ramsey's caliber back. He's the guy that can match up really well with Metcalf, not just in terms of the talent, but in terms of the size and the physicality. He's the best matchup for the Rams in that secondary. And with no Lockett out there potentially, Russ has not that many weapons to go to. I mean, he would be very smart to target Metcalf 10, 12, 15 times in that game, knowing that he's his best option to try and go make a big play. So big news for the Rams there, their defense, obviously Dante Dion, a big addition as well, your third best corner. You finally start to piece that defense back together after not having the majority of it. It felt like in that Monday night game against the Arizona Cardinals. Then you flip to the offensive side of the ball. Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know how this guy's become such an important piece of the offense so quickly, but he scored a touchdown in three consecutive games now. And last game, especially the one against the Arizona Cardinals, he really looked like he was starting to get comfortable, not just in the offense, right? He was out there for a lot of snaps. He's not kind of rotating anymore, playing 50% of snaps. He's out there for 70, 75, 90% of the snaps. So he's firmly entrenched in this offense And he was making a lot of big plays for the Rams in key situations against the Cardinals. That's a very good football team. Not only that, again, but Stafford really looks like he's starting to get comfortable. They finally feel like they're on the same page. They feel like, you know, this pass is not going to be inaccurate every now and again, or someone's going to be open and I won't be able to get it to him because I don't know which way he's breaking. Last game, they had no communication issues whatsoever. They looked a lot cleaner, a lot more psychic. It felt like knowing where the guy's going to be. That's kind of the quarterback wide receiver relationship there. And this is important. The Rams need to be able to score points. Odell Beckham, one of the big pieces on their offense. And for the most part, it sounds like that offense is almost all the way back. Daryl Henderson also rejoining. That's good news too. Don't know how much they're going to use him if he is active in this game, right? This is a guy that was coming off a thigh injury. That's why he missed. Most of that Jacksonville game, he was still active. So healthy enough to play, presumably, but not healthy enough to be out there. And then this past week, the Cardinals misses that game with the COVID list as well. And now he's returning, it seems like. So is this a guy you really want to throw out there? And if so, how much? You know, he does offer certain things that I don't think Sonny Michelle does, right? Sonny Michel, a lot tougher runner, a lot better after contact. Uh, I think a guy that's probably better at creating too. But Henderson's much more of a slasher. He's faster a lot more home run kind of potential, big play potential. So I think there's probably a role for both guys, right? If you want to maybe throw to a guy, I would rather throw to a guy like Daryl Henderson rather than Sony Michel. Or you look at the pass pro aspect. Daryl Henderson has been very good in pass pro this season. So, you know, the Rams can find ways to get both of these guys on the field. And if Henderson is up for it, I guess in terms of his health and, you know, depending on how COVID may affect the lungs or whatever, that kind of thing, he should be out there. I think, you know, if this is a guy that can't play, he probably will find a way onto the field. Now, how much is that? 10% of the snaps or 40%? I'm not really sure. I'm going to say somewhere in that 15 to 20%. I don't think the Rams are going to want to put too much on his plate in his first game back. Now, that is not the only news. There's a few more transactional pieces. We're going to dive into it in just a second here. Before we get there, though, Make sure to tune back in tomorrow. It's going to be another pregame episode. It's not going to be another post-game victory or loss episode, unfortunately. The Rams will be playing on Tuesday night, so we got to wait extra long for this one, but it is going to be a good one. And you guys can always make sure to follow us on Twitter, at MEP at LockedOnRams, and on YouTube, at LockedOnRams. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of all these podcasts and the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that brain power too and the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. You can get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. The free phone is limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. The offers and coverage is not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Now, thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked on Rams. We're going to pick up with where we left off in terms of the transactional news for this team. It feels like if you put this team in front of me right now, the roster from 1 through 53, I guess you could say, I would not even know, you know, maybe 25% of this team. That's how much it's changed over the last, you know, 72 hours, if not a little bit longer. And it's going to be continuously evolving. Moving on to some of these other guys that the names brought up and brought back and all the other moves that really happened designated for return linebacker Traven Howard as well as running back Jake Funk these two guys are now back on the 53-man roster and according to head coach Sean McVay will be able to play in this game now that is obviously good news again not two guys that have really contributed all that much this season Traven Howard more of a special teamer hasn't really played on defense but a guy that I really liked if you listen to this podcast throughout the offseason a guy that I thought was going to be a starting linebacker for this team so Having that depth there will be nice. You flip to the offensive side of the ball. Jake Funk didn't really register many offensive snaps either, but this is a guy that was used as a kicker turner for the Rams earlier this season. And the cool news here is he had some sort of a hamstring injury. I don't know if it was torn or exactly what it was, but the prevailing thought was that he was going to be done for the season. And, of course, this is like a seventh-round rookie, but it's cool to see him come back, right, beat the odds basically and get back onto the field for the Rams how much of a role is he gonna have? I'm not really certain. I think in this first week here, depending on the health of Daryl Henderson, like we talked about in the first segment there, if Hendo is healthier than we expect and I don't think Jake Funk is gonna play much at all on offense, but if Hendo can't really play in this first game or you know he's really just active for emergency types of purposes or you know can only play five, 10 snaps something like that, then Jake Funk might actually be out there because Sony Michelle, He's gotten a lot of work over the last two weeks, and you don't want to run this guy into the ground. At some point, you need to be able to give him a breather, even if that's for a series or you know two snaps or a couple of plays on pass protection, things like that, where just give him a few less snaps to get kind of beat up on offense or his body hit. I think that could go a long way to really helping extend Sony Michel's shelf life here. And we've even seen him kind of get up slowly here and there once or twice. So, We'll see. I think the Rams will have intentions to find a second running back. If that's even a little bit of funk and Henderson, mostly funk, mostly Henderson. That's up for debate and we'll see ultimately how that one shakes out. But I do think they will find a different way to kind of get those guys a little bit more involved, depending on which guys more healthy and more ready to perform in this game. Now, not the end of the moves. Like I said, there's a lot here. Signed to the practice squad, defensive back Demarius Randall, long snapper Carson Tinker, and kicker Ryan Santoso. Now, I think these guys were probably signed in hopes of a sort of, you know, big brain type of move, we'll call it, just in the sense that if you lose a kicker or if you lose a long snapper or, I guess, even a punter, you don't have a replacement on your roster. And I think the Rams are sort of trying to keep their options on the table here just in the event that one of the starting guys, you know, you look at Matt Orzich or, uh, you know, their kicker, Matt Gate, if one of these guys happen to get some sort of a positive test or whatever the case is, and they have to miss this game, you already have someone on the roster that you can just plug in and go from there. And no, they're not going to be as good as Matt Gay. I'm sure Santoso wasn't a free agent because he's a great kicker, but at least you have a chance because if you go into a game without a long snapper or a kicker, you really have your hands tied behind your back. You're going to be in a bad spot and there's really no one else on your roster that can do that. So at that point, you know, you're going to have troubles punting the football. You're going to have troubles kicking extra points. You're probably not going to do that. You're probably going to go for two-point conversions every time. But that would put you in a really bad situation. So I think the Rams are sort of just keeping their you know backs covered here, trying to get these guys on the practice squad. In the event that something does pop up, you at least have these guys that you can call up to the roster and then go from there and not really be in a horrendous situation. Now, some of the guys that were placed on COVID list, left tackle or we'll call them tackle, Joseph Boom and cornerback Robert Rochelle. And as we know, Rochelle, he's already done for the season. He had a chest injury, I believe this was, right before the Arizona Cardinals game. I don't really know when he suffered it or what it was, but he was placed on IR, so he should be out for at least, you know, the next few weeks, if not the entire season. And Joe Nopum, this is unfortunate for Nopum. he has been a really good swing tackle for the Rams. That means sixth offensive lineman, or, you know, the first guy off the bench, we'll call it. A really, really solid player. He started for the Rams in the Cardinals game. And that is the big concern here, right? They already lost right tackle Rob Havenstein to the COVID list. Now you lose his backup in no boom. I don't know what they're going to do at right tackle. I think they really have to hope that one of these guys can return to the lineup here and then you should be okay. Preferably Havenstein. That is your starting right tackle. But no has been really solid in spot start duty. And even, you know, dating back to last year when he was starting at left tackle for an injured Andrew Whitworth, He's been solid, and that would be a very, very good insurance policy for the Rams. You would feel great about having that guy out there, even if you can't have Rob Havenstein, but if you can't have either guy, I don't know what the Rams are going to do. You would be in a bad spot to the point where, you know, are you starting an undrafted free agent like Alaric Jackson in this game? Are you signing somebody new off the practice squad or off of the free agent list? I don't know, but that is not a situation you want to be in where your right tackle has – zero snaps with the offensive line, has no idea what the playbook is, what the offense is, what any of these play calls means, the audibles, none of that stuff, and is not that good of a talent. Like, you're not a free agent right now if you're a Pro Bowl player. Like, that's just not the case. So I would be highly concerned about this position, and I would definitely be circling, you know, who's lining up across in this game, if that's Carlos Dunlap for the Seahawks. I don't know if he's still healthy, or a guy like Daryl Taylor, who's really taking a step in his development this season, that would be scary, especially for Matthew Stafford, not the most mobile quarterback. But there is still, you know, two, maybe two and a half days here before the Rams have to suit up for this game. So you kind of got to have your fingers crossed in this one. Hope that one of Havenstein or Nopoom can come back. And if they can, then I think the Rams would feel pretty decent about what they have. No, you're not at full strength, and you probably won't be for another week, you know, even if, even if that. So that wouldn't be ideal. But at the end of the day, you would have a lot of your good players back. Jalen's back. You know, Odell Beckham back. You're still a really good offense. You're still a really good defense. You still have a lot of those players out there that were never really affected. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald. And you're still much, much better than the Seattle Seahawks are. I mean, you have no business losing this game. And the Seahawks have been hit a little bit as well. Not as bad as the Rams. Definitely not. But they might be missing a guy like Tyler Lockett. So really a lot of teams are going through this right now. You can't use it as a crutch or as an excuse you have a 53-man roster, plus a lot of guys in the practice squad. You just got to get it done. And I know that maybe if we talked about this a week ago, situation might have been a little bit different. But now you talk about it, the Arizona Cardinals dropped the game to the Detroit Lions on Sunday, and the Rams are now within a game of tying for that first spot in the NFC West. It's not technically a tie based off of the tiebreakers and you know conference record and divisional record and all that kind of stuff. But – in terms of the record, both teams would be sitting at 10 and 4 if the Rams can win this game. And I'm going to discuss what that means in just a second here when we get to it after this break. Before we get there, make sure to tune back in for tomorrow's episode and for Wednesday's episode. It's going to be a post-game recap with my man Brad Moder. I can't wait to get into that. It's going to be our first one ever together. So it should be a very fun one. And if you guys want to bet on that, you know I like to bet around here. Bet Online has you covered. All season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all these sports action this season. So go ahead to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from football to basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. And make sure to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts and sometimes you need a little snack to, to carry you over through game day through the holidays maybe a little stocking stuffer bill bar they've got you covered when it comes to it it is just like a candy bar except a thousand times better because not only does it taste like a candy bar But it's actually healthy for you it's not like a candy bar in the sense that you will feel guilty and terrible after you eat it the built bar low in carbs low in calories low in sugar low in fat and it's high in protein so you get the best of both worlds flavor and health there's a bunch of different flavors you're never going to run out of choices there raspberry mint brownie cherry double chocolate cookies and cream peanut butter brownie and my favorite anything to do with coconut and chocolate. That's the goat flavor right there. Everyone who knows, you know. If you know, you know. That's all I'll say. Built Bar, give you that little extra boost while you're shopping. Take it with you in a car. Throw it in your jacket, maybe in your purse. Telling you this will be one of the best snacks that you discover because you don't have to feel bad about eating it like you would with a regular chocolate bar or candy bar, as you guys in America like to say. If you don't like protein bars, they've got different kind of stuff too. marshmallowy treats. They're actually called built bar puffs very different flavor very different texture and i think at some point you will find something you really really love from built bar they're fluffy marshmallowy through and through and they're different in terms of the flavors all covered in chocolate they taste great as well they sent me a package i can vouch for that as well as their built bar protein bars absolutely fantastic if you guys want to get in on some of that action go to built.com and use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And thank you guys so much for always making us here at Locked on Rams, your first daily listen every day. For your second daily listen, go check out Locked on Bets. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. Now we can pick up here with the final segment of this episode. And I mentioned that the Arizona Cardinals... Not looking too good right now, right? The Rams, go back to that week 15 contest. I think it was week 15, maybe week 14. I'm losing track of my weeks here. We're closing in on the end of the season. I'm so bad with dates and weeks. I can't get it together. But I want to say it was week 14, maybe week 15. Either way, the Rams, Cardinals, Monday Night Football, Rams going to that game undermanned. They have no business winning that one. They're on the road against the best team in the NFL, as they call it. And what do the Rams do? They beat the Cardinals up, in my opinion. Yes, they won by seven, we know, but they definitely deserve to win by a lot more, especially considering the fact that they didn't even field, you know, close to the best roster they had. So going there undermanned and still come out with a victory, huge, huge deal for the Rams. That was the biggest and most important game left on their schedule. And we were all kind of looking at the rest of this Cardinals schedule thinking, all right, they got the Lions. They got the Colts, they got the Cowboys, and they got the Seahawks. Those are their last four games. We kind of expect them to beat the Lions. We certainly expect them you know, to have a good shot to beat the Seahawks as well. Colts, Cowboys probably up in terms of the toss-up kind of there. And the Rams would have to find a way to close that gap somehow. And it might be with the Colts and the Cowboys kind of situation. And we'll see. And here we are one week later. Cardinals extend their losing streak to two in a row. They lose wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the season, as well as potentially the postseason. We got a report from, I believe it was Adam Schefter today, that said he's not likely to return unless they get to the divisional round, unless they get to the conference championship, I believe it was, or the divisional round. I think it was the conference championship, though, and cards are not getting there. Let's just call it what it is. So, Hopkins done for the season. Their best player on their team, and now they lose to the Detroit Lions, thirty to twelve. Dropped to ten and four. The Rams sitting at nine and four. Won't play until Tuesday, and they looked awful. They looked awful. They were outclassed by Jared Goff, the Detroit Lions. Their defense, every single way you could imagine it, from you know interceptions thrown by Kyler Murray, fumbles, guys not catching footballs, guys not uncovering. I mean, it was terrible. They couldn't stop the run to save their lives. Detroit Lions undrafted free agent. I believe it was Craig Reynolds, a running back, their third running back. They lose DeAndre Swift. They lose Jamal Williams. And now actually fourth running back. They lost even Jamar Jefferson for a little bit there, but he played in this game and he was that kind of running back three for a little bit earlier this season. This guy runs for 112 yards on 26 carries for an average of 4.3 yards a pop. Oh, man, the NFC West is getting real, real interesting right now. This is exactly why I said on that crossover episode last week when I was on with Brock and Alex Clancy, my guys from Locked On Cardinals, Alex put me on the spot. He said, do you think the Cardinals are a Super Bowl contender? I need a one-word answer. Don't play games with me here. And I took a deep breath and I said, no, I don't think they are Super Bowl contenders. And a lot of the Cardinals fans got really, really upset in the YouTube mentions. And even in our YouTube mentions, they migrated over to let me know how they felt about it. And here we are. They're at 10-4. and The Rams one game back. The Rams should win this game against the Seahawks. If they do, both teams will be sitting at 10-4, and split the series. The Rams won one game. The Cardinals win a game. And now things got very, very interesting because we all expected the Cardinals to struggle with the Colts and the Cowboys and potentially lose one, if not both, of those games. But you might be thinking at this point, are the Cardinals even going to win another game this season? The Colts are probably a better football team right now. The Cowboys probably a better football team right now. And the Seahawks, they're not great in terms of the record, but they're not that bad. And if they're healthy and they go into that game with Wilson and DK Metcalf and Lockett and some of these guys, they're going to have a shot to win that one as well. I think right now, the way you look at it, you have to think that the Rams are the favorite in this division to take the NFC West. There is no doubt about it. In my opinion, I said it on Twitter after the Rams beat the Cardinals, I actually called them the Arizona fraudinals. That was kind of disrespectful, but you know, we like to have fun on Twitter. It's nothing serious. And I think that we're all sort of now on that bandwagon, not really expecting the Cardinals to do much throughout the rest of this season and going into the playoffs. So when I look at the NFC West, it's the Rams division to lose. Yeah, they're going to have some you know, tough games coming up here on the schedule. There's no doubt about it. You still got to beat Seattle here, and then we can actually have this discussion to start. But I think they should take care of business. And then, you know, very tough games. You got Baltimore, you got Minnesota, and you got San Fran. So those are going to be very, very hard to win. But if you're neck and neck with the Cardinals, you're both sitting at 10 and 4, all you really got to do is just one-up them one time. And I think the Rams should be favored against Minnesota. They should be favored against San Fran, even though, you know, they've struggled against San Fran. They're still a better team, I think. And they will, I believe, actually be playing at home this time against San Fran. So that is, you know, in their favor as well. And then you look at Baltimore. They haven't looked good in about a month, maybe five, six weeks on offense at least. They did this time on Sunday with Tyler Huntley as their quarterback, their backup. Lamar Jackson doesn't play in the game. But – Are they as good as we think they are? Are they favored over the Rams? Are they going to be better than the Rams? I believe they're playing in Baltimore, so probably will be favored because they will be at home. But the Rams have a legit shot to actually clean up the rest of their schedule and win every game. Do I think they will? Probably not. But can they win three out of four? I think so. And if they can, and this team gets to 12-4 and or 12-5, and I guess, do you feel good about winning the NFC West at 12-5? and Because I certainly think that that would be the case. I don't know that the Cardinals – can win two out of their last three, they might not even win one. They probably will win at least one, I think. But if you can sweep up three of these last four and get to 12 and five, I think the Cardinals are probably going to finish at 11 and six. And that would be a huge, huge victory for the Rams. Yeah, it's not the number one seed in the NFC. No, you don't have the entire road to the Super Bowl. Go through SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And that's always the goal. You don't have a first round bye either. But if you can finish second seed, maybe if the Buccaneers slip up a little bit, or third seed, most likely, or at worst, fourth seed, if you can win that NFC West and the Cowboys just continue to win, you feel pretty decent, I think, about where you're at. Because fourth seed, not ideal. You might, you know, be slated to play a team like the San Francisco 49ers in the first round, which, if you're the Rams, that might be the worst matchup you can actually draw. This team has your number, uh, but if you finish in the third seed, you're going to be playing that, you know, six seed team. And who is that going to be? I mean, it's still up for debate. It might be the Philadelphia Eagles. It might be the Minnesota Vikings. It might be uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, we'll see. But I think if you're the Rams, you would feel pretty decent about any of those teams coming into your house in the first round of the playoffs with a potentially healthy team. That is where the Rams want to be right now. They're probably not going to get the first seed. They're probably not going to get the second seed. But I think the path is really cleared now for the Rams to find a Actual realistic possibility to finish with the third seed in the NFC, and they have to be on their P's and Q's right now because that was a season defining win last week. It felt like they really turned the corner after that disgusting November, and they put it behind them. You know, they said, We suck for a little bit, it's done, it's over with. We got a lot ahead of us still here. We still control our own destiny, and we can still right our wrongs and finish this season where we want to be, which is at the Super Bowl. So, right now. The Rams are going into this game with even more juice, right? Because prior to this, they should have been playing on Sunday. They would have known that the Cardinals lost to Detroit in that game because the Rams played in the second window there at 4 p.m. But now they have a few days to digest it, get a lot of their players back and really put their best foot forward. I feel really good about the Rams this week. I think they got a shot to tie up the Cardinals. And if they can get there, it's all systems go from there. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Rams podcast. Thank you guys so much for always making us your first daily listen here at Locked On Rams. You guys can always go follow us on Twitter at QB's MEP at Locked Rams and on YouTube at Locked On Rams. And make sure to tune back in to tomorrow's episode, our final pregame episode for the Rams and the Seahawks go to battle. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.